So character and integrity, they go a long way. And I feel like in the more recent times, here in the 2020s, early 2020s, that we as a, uh, as a people, that is humanity as a whole, are beginning to lack integrity and character. And um, so there's a difference, right? They're not the same thing, but they are very close to uh, their definition. And so integrity means a lot of things, but the, the primary source of integrity is to have like an honest trait or uh, having strong moral principles, uh, like a moral uprightness. It's about morality. And, um, and deeper than that, integrity is something that's like can be withheld like strong and, and can't be uh, broken or divided easily. So integrity really is to be strong and morally um, honest and, and upright. And then in tech or uh, character, character would primarily be more on like your own qualities distinctive to you as an individual. And specifically, this is where they kind of are very similar is specifically moral qualities. And this would be like you uh, you have certain um, characteristics that pertain to your character as a person, which means so a good example would be like, let's say. Uh, you typically are the person to not run away. You're the type of person to stand strong and take things on. And someone's telling a story about you and they're like, oh yeah, and then they ran away and someone can be like, hmm, that's not like that person's character. It's not like your character to do that, you know? And so, you know, anyway, regardless, that's that's kind of what they they both fall upon. Is it, the, the main similarity in both of these definitions is moral, morality. And so... Uh, I've talked a lot about this a lot in the past that I I do feel like we're degrading, you know, we're we're becoming more immoral and um our our immoralities revolve around trying to not face consequence. We don't want to be responsible for bad decision making. We don't want to face consequences of being immoral. We want to make immoralities legal and lawful. And that's something very big in America as a whole. Like Americans are huge on getting away with everything. We want to be able to get away with what we're a part of and uh, or what we're doing. You know, we just don't want people to look at us and judge us. We don't want to be judged. We want to get away with whatever it is that we're trying to do. And it's very selfish and stubborn. And that's just who we are. It's It's who we are as people, as humanity. And like I said, here in America, we're... We're trying to play all the cards right where we can make things lawful and legal to, to kind of hide or, or push away shame and guilt. And this is definitely a direct attack on integrity and on character. Um, and and I, I'm seeing this a lot more and more, which is why I'm talking about it is because I'm seeing it in young people, like a, young people stepping into adulthood. And if I can be real specific, young men young boys between the ages of like 18 and 21. And I say that because that's who I work with. I work with a lot of younger men. I don't really work with too many young women, so I can't say the same, but I can definitely say that from what I'm seeing, young women are being taught to be empowered and to uh, speak up and and don't be shy or timid and, and have a voice, which I'm not against any of that stuff. But at the same time, there's another part of that 
that says to shut the man up. <laughs> and that's, that's like very, uh, I'm being very literal, like being shut the male up, like men should not speak anymore. And that like they're tired of hearing of, of guys and they're tired of, of seeing, you know, mansplaining was a word for a little while, which it didn't last. The, the phrase mansplaining itself did not last because people realize how ridiculous that phrase is and how it's, it's absurd to assume that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, 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 I guess the, uh, the, the foundation of that made up word, like the, the foundation of the definition of the word, to, which is basically a guy trying to explain something to a woman typically. And, and it's like they're trying to treat them like they're dumb. Like they're trying to tell the woman, like, you don't know anything because you're a woman. I know this because I'm a man. And they don't say those things specifically, but they are basically in explanation coming off as like rude and derogatory and, and almost like they're being sarcastic like well well ma'am or dear you don't you you wouldn't know this so let me explain to you because this is a man thing which again you know that's not how it is and it's 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 used so the word mansplaining is used so improper like it's it's used anytime anytime a guy explains anything oh he's mansplaining no 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 <laughs> like that's not what mansplaining is mansplaining is when they're being like just a straight up jerk and like saying you don't know anything anyway and uh again it's mostly geared towards women now um for the record that, that again that that word is like died it's like nowhere it's not used nearly as much as it was when it was created and it was just like kind of a social media meme that lasted for a little while and so um but nevertheless it was one of those things that was created out of this like this this uh new age i don't know what you want to call it like uh this movement i suppose of trying to empower women which again i'm not against i'm a father of three daughters i want my my daughters to know that they will have uh integrity they they should be uh self-respected and they should have like um dignity you know i want my daughters to grow up with dignity and self-respect and love for themselves and love for each other and love for me love for their family and I want them to be able to uh, have discernment and be strong and know that in areas where they feel weak, that if I'm not around and they can't call on me, they can call on God. And, and you know, that's that's me as a parent. And that's how I feel about my daughters. But the empowerment that the world is trying to give to women is entirely different. It's not like a caring parent for a woman. It's more like a malicious, self-beneficial um you know, advocate of trying to give women empowerment. It's it's not the same thing. It's it's very malicious. And in turn, it, it also involves it, it includes tearing down and destroying men. And um, I've been saying this a lot, and I'm not trying to make this about gender in any way. But I will say that that's what's something that I have been noticing is that young men are having a really hard time knowing what's right. And they no longer know where the moral line stands. It's, it's immoralities are becoming legal. And therefore, it's like, well, what's okay? What do I do? And what's not okay to do? And it's confusing, incredibly confusing if you're a young boy who doesn't know any better. Now, when you grow up and you're mature enough to discern things, you can you can make stands for yourself. You can build enough character and have the integrity to say, hey, I know 
when I'm looking at trash, okay? Like, I know when I'm being told hot garbage, when something doesn't add up. And I have the discernment and the confidence to be able to say, no, fat chance on trying to get me to think that way. That's not that's not how it works. But for young people who are new and fresh and inexperienced, now they have a hard time making stands. And a lot of that comes with if they have character and integrity. And so um, I know I didn't, and I'm going to do what I normally do. I'm going to use a flashback memory because it's the best way I can relate to these topics. And for myself, uh, growing up in high school, I was in sports, I, went, I was in athletics, and a lot of the guys I worked with, were very, well, worked with, went to school with, and my peers back then uh, were also my advisors. These would have been the people I, I leaned to for advice, which is a very bad idea as a young person, but that's what I did because that's what everybody did. So I leaned to my friends for advice, and we were all struggling. We were all knuckleheads, and we had no answers to life. We were just trying to figure things out on our own. And most of us had a parent absent, like we were in broken homes and we're just trying to figure out how, how to grow up, how to, how to, how to, you know, not be a kid anymore. And what we were taught was to be vulgar and nasty and perverted and, and say ugly things and pick on each other. You know, that, that was kind of how it was uh, dispersed amongst us. That was our knowledge that we shared with each other was just, if you're going to be popular, because we were all chasing popularity back then in middle school, you you pick on other people, you beat other people up, you call out other people's weaknesses, and you you just you just you just be a rotten person, you know, you just be a a, a gross person, and um, that's that's that was that was a lot of the uh, the epitome of like my my friends. Now, not all of them. I had some friends who had heart of hearts of gold. I think I even had an episode where I talked about. One of my very good friends that I considered my best friend for years, um, him and, and his mother and their family, man, they, they had some amazing characteristics that taught me so much um, as far as like being a good person. But not everybody was like that. Majority rule was people were, were most likely, were, they were kind of nasty. They were kind of vulgar. And, and um, I, was, I fell right into this trap. And so, uh, especially because I was in sports and something about being involved in sports is you get included into the popular crowd and the popular crowd is stereotypically very vulgar and disgusting and likes to prey on the weak. And um, when I got saved and I gave my life to Jesus in high school at 16, I said, I'm not gonna be like that anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't, there was no way I could. Like, I can't live for God and try to be a good person and pick on people and be a jerk you know like there had to be a line drawn and there had to be some changes made and uh, because of that i did lose a lot of my popular friends you know woe is me at the time um but truthfully i didn't care i didn't care because i was starting to mature uh, truthfully like i was just realizing like this is not what it's about and I um, I had an opportunity to do a lot of other great things with my life, and I got, I made new friends during that time, and I, I realized something. A lot of people really believe that the best years of their life are the four years in high school, and that's sad. It's very tragic. I know I've, I've probably said that statement before in another episode. I'm going to say it again. I don't mean to call you out if you're one of those people, and I don't want to be a jerk when I say this, but if that is your mentality, that's kind of pathetic. It is pathetic. It really is. Like, 
it's not kind of it it just straight up is like you should you, you want to grow from that like the, the four years of high school should be exactly that it was just the four years of high school yeah it's it's nice to have freedom and you know or your your own definition of freedom at that age and just kind of do what you want and whatever um but you got to grow up at some point you know you can't just be stuck in those four years and be like oh it was the great oh the king of my high school you know like those are that's just sad like you know like you gotta you gotta you can't live there forever um and unfortunately a lot of the people who stay nasty and vulgar and gross when they grow older in in their mentality and they lack character and they lack integrity are the people that want to stay relevant and they want to stay mr or mrs popular and uh it's sad it's very sad that we are teaching the young generation that to be popular to be relevant is to be vulgar now you have different role models that are realizing this in their late 20s and early 30s that are celebrities like maybe we should like teach kids to not bully each other and and not pick on each other and cyberbullying became real and yada yada and it, it got bad you know um for myself out of uh high school when i when i graduated high school and or at least my senior year going into graduation i was a part of an internship and i was working with some vulgar men some very gross vulgar men in their 30s and 50s and um these guys were very experienced i was 17 18 years old with a buddy of mine from church both him and i worked here and you know we're these like young like on fire for god trying to live clean trying to live for god and doing our best to just be saved and stay saved and and live a life for god and be clean and then we're coming to these guys and they're everything everything out of their mouth was a sexual innuendo and like perverted and and vulgar and everything was like they were bullying each other and that's how they built up camaraderie and i will say this especially in young men i've seen this a lot uh, it exists in young women as well like young people in general um and you know what i shouldn't say young in all honesty this exists in general for people is there is some camaraderie built when you can like kind of pick on each other for fun you know you're not trying to like completely destroy each other you're just kind of picking on each other and being silly and you know just like there is some camaraderie that is built i've seen that a lot and it's almost like a guard is is uh is drawn down like you, you're kind of bringing that wall down and be like i trust you and it, it builds trust and to kind of like pick on each other but there should be a line that is drawn and um again there should be like a, a sensitivity honestly just a sense of maturity to know when it too far is too far and um working with these guys i mean these guys went for the jugular like there was times where you can tell someone was in a cranky mood and instead of like hey man i get it you're cranky like you know instead of someone talking to them and being like hey how about you know we're here at work and you'll be all right instead of doing that it was like attack this guy he's cranky go for it destroy him now and that was that was the attitude it was to like just really give him a hard time because he's already having a hard time so kick him while he's down and it, it's strange it was strange that's what that's what i was uh that's what i saw going into adulthood was these guys that were like attacking each other and i had to make a stand i did i me and my buddy there we had to make a decision we're not gonna be like these guys you know we uh we're gonna be a little more caring than that and that doesn't mean we're gonna be wimps it doesn't mean we're gonna be you know um just like doormat losers that just let people talk trash about us no it's the opposite we're gonna take a stand 
and have no problem saying, I don't need to be like you. Just because, you know, you are... And I, I have a whole episode about bullies, how I've talked about any bully you meet is someone who is expressing insecurity fully. That's what they're doing. They're just fully exposing their insecurities when they try to bully other people, especially when they're doing it for a quote-unquote fun. It's because they're finally feeling like they're in some control because they have an area in their life they have no control in. That's a fact. You can look that up. You can study other people and figure it out for yourself. So regardless, um, as a young person, I had to make these stands. Going into every job after that, from 18 all the way up till now, um, I've always been some form of management or leadership. And I learned right away, you got to be an example. And to be an example, you have to have character. You have to have integrity. You have to be able to make a stand. You got to be able to do boring things sometimes in areas where everybody else is like just going crazy and and like trying to have fun, but they're going too far. You got to be the boring person that says, "Okay, let's draw the line. We're not going to we're not going to let this get out of hand. And you got to be the responsible one. And yeah, I I use boring for a reason, because it's that that's not exactly fun, you know. But it's necessary many times. And uh, it's a, it's about maturity, you know. So anyway, going back to fast forwarding to today, we're unhinged. We're unhinged. Social media allows people to be unhinged. Um, Cyberbullying is, is like a normal thing now. And part of it is like, oh, we're creating tough, tough generations where they can handle it, you know. But on the downside, what happens is you get people who... Um, they can dish it out, but they can't, they actually can't handle it when it's, when they're on the receiving end, you get this a lot. You get people who lose their top because they don't want to be picked on. They, in other words, it's like they've, they've been pushed to the edge so much that everybody's on edge. So they want to get theirs in as adults. Now they want to be able to say to other people what they want to say. And then when someone gets in their face, they're like, no, no, you can't do that because I'm an adult now and I can get in your face. And, you know, it's it's so backwards. You know, it's sad. It, it really is. It's sad that that's what we're giving ourselves into. So the way I see all of this, you know, I look at my kids and they're kids right now. They're not teenagers yet, um, at least at the point of this recording. And so the way I feel um, is... I feel like the only way you can really tap into this is on a personal level. Like it it starts with you and yourself. You versus you. You got to be able to look at yourself and figure out where what is my character? You know what what do people see in me in my individuality? Like would I be the person that if I ran from something other people can say, "Oh yeah, that sounds like them." They run from everything. You know, that, that's definitely part of their character. Or is it something that's, you know, in their nature, in your nature? What is, what is your personality? What is your nature? What is built in you? And, and that is something that you have to decide for yourself and quit letting other people create that for you. And um, integrity is a big part of that is if you have integrity, you have a moral code that, in other words, when the world says it's OK to do whatever the heck you want and get away with it. Will you do just that? Or will you have a moral code that you stick to and say, no, I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the popular vote says. I don't care what everybody's doing and is trendy and it's in and it's fun because everybody says it's. I don't care. I'm going to do what's right. 
And what's right is being able to make a stand when everyone is wrong and they think they're right. Can you do that? And is that something that you can you can gain the confidence for? And and these are all attributes and characteristics that you have to build on yourself. And you you do receive a lot of this by working with other people that are older than you, more experienced than you. But you also have to have discernment to say, is this really the type of role model and um, example that I want to follow? And that means you have to be able to identify integrity and good character in other people, even if you're younger than them. Because that just because they're older than you doesn't mean they know everything. Just because they're older than you doesn't mean that they're right. You know, like there has to be a part in you that can discern what is good character? What is the moral code? Where does the line draw? And for me, of course, it's simple because I have the Bible and I have God and I can just call on God and ask for help and and boom, there's the answer. He gives me my guidance and my wisdom. I've been doing it for 17 years. I have no problem asking God for help. But not everyone's like that. And of course, my answer to you is be like that. You know, like find find God for yourself and and start calling on him because he will give you the answers. He will help you, but you need to you need to have that relationship. You need to build that relationship. And that's what I have for my kids. My kids is like if you're ever lost or confused, and it starts small. If you're hurt. If you're hurt, ask God to take the pain away. That's where it starts. And then from there, it continues. If, if you're lacking wisdom, if you lack confidence, if you need help, you need support, you can ask God. And, and, and other people, again, in the world look at this like, oh, that's a crutch. And, you know, you, you're just you're not strong enough and blah, blah, blah. And my answer to that is you're absolutely right. And I am not trying to come off as a person who knows everything. I know that I know nothing. And I know that the only way to be properly get answers and do what is right is to call on God. So my character and my integrity doesn't rely fully on myself. Instead, I rely on God to mold me and to give me the mentality, the identity, the the temperament, you know, like the personality that I now have is something that I want God to mold for me. Because the more I try to lean on myself, well, the more wicked I realize I am for one. And then for two, it's all I have is the world. And it's definitely not good enough. And so I, I call on God. So that's my answer. But for you, well, you got to make a decision. Where are you going to find that character and integrity? How, who's going to be your example in your life? And how will you know you're making the right decisions? Then my answer is, is God. That's, that's how I feel about it. So I would say ask yourself that question and make the right steps towards finding out what's going to work for you.